0: also all right uh auburn let's go to auburn uh i i mean i'm not sure they may have fired him on sunday if he had lost so so they missouri misses the field goal in uh in regulation tom from 26
1: why didn't auburn kick the field goal to win it
0: well that's a good point That's a good point. I
1: mean, they went, they went forward on fourth down on what would have been a 46-yard field goal and lined up in the most obvious we-are-going-to-run-the-ball formation <laughs> in the history of college football. I mean, and, and you're terrible in the offensive line. Uh, you know you're going to run it because the quarterbacks stink. That might be the worst quarterback room of anybody in college football, right? Mm, mm, mm. And you have this Tank Bigsby player. I feel Tank Bigsby, to me, is the most wasted college football player in America. It kind of reminds me of when Cam Akers had to play behind that horrible off wow. right? wow. It's the same. He's just getting lost in the shuffle. How is Robbie Ashford your biggest running threat? Give me a break.
0: Yikes. Okay, so, you know, the guy, you mentioned those two plays, and then the, the play in OT fumbles in, into the end zone. Uh, LSU is still trying to figure it out, but they go –
1: they're pretty good.
0: I know they are. <laughs>
1: They're pretty good.
0: I, I just think that uh, they could boat race Auburn this
1: weekend. Luke's. They absolutely could. And I think Jaden Daniels will be fine. Brian Kelly said he could have come back in the game if they needed him to. But instead, what do they do? They get Garrett Nussmeyer some quality work. He throws three touchdowns. So I, I thought that was, really, that was smart on Brian Kelly's part. But whatever it is that Brian Kelly did, and I bet you after that Florida State game, he brought that coaching staff in there and that team in there and went scorched earth on all of them. And essentially said, this is not how this is going to go here. And that's it. And they responded. You know, like I said, talking talk about A&M responding, LSU has responded. And don't kid yourself. They played horrible against Florida State. But look out, because Florida State's pretty good. Florida State they you know, are pretty is going to cause some – they're going to cause some problems in the ACC and they just keep getting momentum they just keep getting more confidence they're the complete opposite of everything we've seen from the last 5 years down in How Tallahassee i actually have them this week i got Florida State in, in Wake Forest 3:30 abc which might end up being the game of the day if Wake Forest can recover from uh that uh that actual track meet they were in with Clemson
0: yeah uh it- this is going to be interesting to see if FSU can stay clean the next two weeks with, and then when Clemson goes to Tallahassee, what that looks like. Lou. Well, when Clemson
1: goes to Tallahassee, I'm not so sure by the time they get there that Clemson won't be as good, if not the better team. Okay. Excuse me, Florida State. Oh, yeah I, good, the right. yeah, I was thinking FSU,
0: right. Yeah. I like where Norvell's going. Uh, Tom Luganbilt, National College Football Analyst, ESPN on the Yingling Lager guest Line. Uh, Lugs, I had another coach tell me yesterday. Um, not many people have the stones to do what Arkansas did, and hire a coach, and know you aren't going to win the press conference on announcement day. But hiring the perfect fit for your program and your league, and I know they lost this past weekend, and they, you know, they draw a, a brutal draw with Alabama, but. I, are they capable of getting up off the mat and making this game interesting and Fayetteville? It's
1: a great question. We're going to find out because it's very, very similar to what Texas A&M has had to go through since losing to App State. Are you going to feel sorry for yourself and let A&M beat you twice? Or, to your point, are you going to get off the mat focus on what's next? I, I think that they are such a veteran-led, uh, healthy locker room type of group that I don't see them have a, having a problem responding and playing well. I, I just don't. I don't think that's in their makeup. The, the, their leadership, their head coach, the people that they have, um, in, in, whether it's Drew Sanders on defense, whether it's K.J. Jefferson on offense, they're, they're, there's too much of a foundation there. I, I could be wrong. Listen, I, I think they're a really good football team. Do I think that they are a, a football team that's good enough to win the FCC West? No, I don't. Not from a talent perspective. And I think as the season wears on, you're going to see LSU continuing to gain more momentum. One, if not both of the Mississippi schools, may continue to gain more momentum. And it will be interesting five weeks from now to see where Arkansas sits in the standings.
0: Is is Tennessee good enough to beat Bama or Georgia?
1: I don't I don't think so, because I don't think they're equipped up front on either side of the ball to the level that Georgia and Alabama is. Now, are they improved in those areas? Yes. And in the offensive line for Tennessee, there's a lot of experience in that group. That, that group has guys that have started since they were true freshmen, guys like Darnell Wright, uh, who was a high-profile recruit and at, at offensive tackle. He's been in the lineup since the moment he arrived. So I think that um, they're improved. I still think that... Tennessee, to to beat one of those two teams, would need some help. You hear me say that all the time. If you're going to beat those teams, you need to play your best, and the other team needs to help you. So I do think that they're probably put themselves in a position to be in a competitive football game in the second half. Will they have the depth to be able to finish the job? I don't know. I think that's a a fair question.
0: All right, real quick, I want to go back to A&M Mississippi State. Does MSU have to play their best, and do they need help to beat a and
1: I think they need to play their best. I don't know if they necessarily need help. I, I, I think that uh, I think the help that they're going to get is playing at home.
0: Okay. Uh, interesting what you just said about Tennessee.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons.
0: Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds show. Uh, Do you think as LSU continues to do their thing and get the reps under these two new systems and so on, I think you're kind of going towards LSU, but is the third-best team in the conference behind Georgia and Bama? Is it LSU or is it Tennessee?
1: Oh, man. I... I want to lean and say Tennessee, but I know Tennessee defensively does not have what LSU has in their front seven. So I'm going to give a slight nod to LSU and the momentum that they're gaining. Okay.
0: Um, if you had to, if you had to put a hundred bucks on it, that Harson is still the head coach after the bye week against Arkansas, which way would you go
1: at Auburn? I would say that he's probably not going to be. Yeah. Um, I just don't see this thing having a happy ending just because the problem is with the problems and the issues that they have, there's no answers. Sometimes if it's a scheme thing or an effort thing or a personnel-based thing or something that you know you can correct, that's one thing. They're not fixing their quarterback problem. And so if that doesn't get fixed, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who they're playing.
0: Hmm. All right, Uh, let's go to recruiting, which you've headed up for 15 years at ESPN. We've got three super recruiters um, that I want to talk about um, that I think people question their X's and O's ability or who they surround themselves with. Now, one has just gone back-to-back wins. Cristobal, Fisher, Sark. It's about to get a lot more difficult for Sark in, in another year or two. I don't think... Texas and Oklahoma have any idea what it's going to be like to rip off four games in a row in this league and what we've experienced for years. Um who do you have more confidence in as far as the three super recruiters to figure it out and and get the Xs and Os part right and and win a bunch of ball games the next few years?
1: Are we are we including Brent Venables in this?
0: Yeah, why not?
1: He's the guy. He's the guy that I would say I have the most confidence in. I e- think he even is.
0: after them losing to K State on Saturday,
1: yeah, I think as long if they're going to build it up and they're they're getting ready to embark on, on on joining the SEC, he fully knows and is aware of the type of player that they're going to have to have because he's had those types of players at, at Clemson. He is a tireless, relentless recruiter. They're killing it in recruiting right now. Um, I think that that he's probably the most equipped. I think from a conference affiliation standpoint and a marriage between the head coach and the AD and what can be done at this certain place, Mario Cristobal would probably be second on my list, so as bad of a loss as that was uh, this past Saturday. I think that the Stars could align there administratively if they decide to make the commitment because they're in a conference where, particularly in their division, they're going to have such distinct advantages. So I think the, the path for them, is going to be a lot easier than it's going to be for an A&M or uh, a Texas or, or an Oklahoma.
0: Right, ACC-SEC debate. Um, I, it's just, to me, not even close. I mean, you know, we'll see what Florida State does, but Miami just got beat by two touchdowns to middle Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they just – and Clemson looks okay, I think, at best. They're trying to figure some things out. Obviously, he's lost – some big boy coaches and so on. Um, when, when you compare and contrast the two leagues, what do you see?
1: Well, from a talent perspective, Clemson's the only team that you can put in the discussion with an Alabama or a Georgia right now from a roster profile, okay? And so until that changes, that's kind of the end of the discussion for me. Um, I mean, I, I think that LSU would have distinct advantages against the rest of of the ACC outside of obviously the outcome that we saw with Florida State because I think Florida State is clearly on the rise. Um, I have not seen a team as bad on defense in college football, and I don't know what since when as North Carolina is right now. I mean, it is darn right embarrassing what's going on there. And they are so good on offense, and it still doesn't matter. So de- defense matters. You know, people say, oh, well, it's not as big as it used to be yes it is it it always will be and so but top to bottom i you know who is a virginia in the in the sec right now like i i think that missouri nah i think virginia's better than missouri uh, uh, i i really do i think virginia's better than missouri um uh, but that's a great that's, that's a pretty good comp i would say that um you know does does the acc have a vanderbilt Uh I don't. I don't know. I mean, you look at the Atlantic Division. I, I think the reason why the ACC Bo get is getting some of the love that they're getting right now is it's it's really really good quarterback play. I mean, Jordan Travis is playing out of his mind right now. You've got Sam Hartman playing really really well. Brennan Armstrong at Virginia. Garrett Schrader even at Syracuse. Schrader,
0: baby. For Mississippi State, he's
1: yeah, he's he's lighting it up. Um, there's, it's just top to bottom, the quarterback play. I mean, even, you know, Malik Cunningham, Louisville's not playing great football right now, but very difficult to deal with. So, you know, Devin Leary at M C State, the quarterback position is probably giving more attention to the conference overall than it, should, than it maybe deserves, but the, but the position itself does deserve it. It's only a kick. Pressure. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only
0: a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never-done-that-can't-wait-to-do-it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi wild cherry also available in zero sugar. So
1: grab a Pepsi wild cherry and get wild.
0: Okay. Auburn. Should they go get Hugh freeze?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a, a move that, that they shouldn't entertain. Um, now, I think my, my issue with the Auburn job is, would a lot of people say, okay, we're just hiring Gus Malzahn again? What, what is that how that would be viewed? Um, and and fair or unfair, I, I can see why people would ask that question. The, the issue with me isn't so much about who Auburn hires. The issue for me is the problems internally with their infrastructure. I mean, that's a job where you're hired to be fired, Bo. Right, And there's way too many hands in the cookie jar. Now, you're going to get rich if, if, you're, if, your, job, if, if your goal is to sign a big money contract and, and be fired three to four years down the road and walk away. I mean, think about what Auburn's embarking on right now. They're going to have to – they just paid $21 million to Gus Nelson. They would have to pay out Brian Harson plus the new contract on a new guy. Is anybody in that institution going to get the message that maybe we need to start looking inward at why this is happening? Oh, I, the pe- there's too many people with their hands in the cookie jar.
0: I don't think the Yellowwood guy and those guys are going to do that. Look in the mirror; they're just going to be like, "All right."
1: Then they're going to get more of the same.
0: If you're Arizona State and and let's say you you don't get or you don't want Harson as your number one guy once he gets let go. Do you give a long look to Deion Sanders?
1: Potentially. And I also think you give a long look to Dino Babers if he continues to have a good season because he's coached there before. He has, a history, yeah, he has a history at Arizona State. Um, so that could be one. Arizona State is one of those jobs that should be a good job, but it's not a great job, Bo, because the institution won't allow it to be.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. I. Right. Um... Have a good week, buddy. We appreciate it.
1: we Will do. Thank you, man.
0: Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joined us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. You know the show on Monday is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Uh, local agents, competitive rates, fast, friendly service, Favorates.com. FaveRates.com. Bundle your car and home today. Save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. As Jake Mangum says, go local. Go with the home team. Tom Bill joined us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Enjoy lunch today at Bulldog Burger on Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Back in a second. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
1: In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.